You're listening to Lockdown Parenting with Nathan Oliver, my dad. Hi, I'm Nathan Oliver and this is Lockdown Parenting. I'm a pastor of the church next door in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm a dad to two amazing, energetic daughters. In this podcast mini-series, I have conversations of grace with parents to find out what they're learning about themselves and parenting and how they're handling family life in isolation. If you're a mum or a dad out there adjusting to conditions that are a little more challenging than usual, I hope you'll be encouraged as you listen. Hello everyone and welcome. I'm glad you're joining in. It's day 24 of lockdown. I hope you're surviving okay. I've got another great interview with a parent coming up in a minute, but First, here's what's happening in my family. Uh, during this lockdown period, everyone is streaming content and my, my dreams are coming true because my girls have fully got into my favorite TV show, Survivor. Everyone who knows me knows I love Survivor. Every day they ask me now, can we watch it? And I'm like, mm, maybe. <laughs> and then we like back-to-back episodes. It's awesome. If you know Survivor, there's one episode in every season where they bring the remaining castaways family out to visit them, and 40 seasons in. It's always emotional. I, I admit, I cry every time. Now, the other day was a first in my house. Um, my whole family watched the family episode together, including my three-year-old, and we ended up, we were all crying. It was a it was beautiful. It was a Survivor fan's dream come true, watching all these players out there and their families and the kids came and they visited them and everything it was just it was beautiful and we all loved watching it together as a family now the following day we were chatting about it and my youngest was saying how she wants to go on survivor so she can have kids come out to visit her because she said she wants to be a mum and I asked what she meant about that and it turns out what she thought was that if you go on survivor they give you a kid Right, and so we had to explain no 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 it's just their family visiting them from home and it was fun a lot of fun and the best bit is there's no more fighting over the remote control and we get to watch something that isn't you know barbie or whatever it's great anyway now this interview coming up is with steve hart steve lives in spokane washington and he leads a church there called soma spokane now i think Steve is a great leader, and he should be because he's got a lot of practice at home with his family of eight. I really appreciated Steve's insight. Really, it was really great, and I'm sure you will too. Enjoy. Hi, Steve. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, that's good. How are you doing? How's things going for you in isolation? Uh, Things are crazy. Yeah, they're uh, it's a different, it's a different world, uh, for sure. We've got, uh, a very full, uh, home right now. So, um, trying to do all of that well, and then, uh, manage leading the church well in a, uh, reality that none of us have ever seen or experienced is, uh, yeah, the last few weeks have been kind of crazy. Yeah. So how many people are in your home? (laughs) Uh, there's eight of us. Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I, and then, uh, a whole bunch of children, uh, that are all ours. <laughs> uh, yeah. The oldest is almost 20. Uh, and our youngest is just turned two. Uh, so it is wild. There you go. 
There you You've have got it. the full spread of experience oh. right now. <laughs> yeah, we like literally have uh, every physical, emotional, and mental developmental stage happening under <laughs> our roof at one time. Yeah, is it? What do you reckon? Is that good for being in <laughs> lockdown together? Or <laughs> um, you know, it has its moments of both. I think there's uh, moments where uh, the kids are playing together in ways that they haven't in a long time uh, because they don't have all of their uh, athletics and other events going on outside of the home. So they're having to figure out how to uh, play together. So the older kids playing Legos with the younger kids or uh, jumping on the trampoline together. And yeah, so there's some real, I think, moments of beauty. Uh, and then there's a lot of moments of collision and uh, tears and uh yeah, chaos. Yeah. So can you can you describe what sort of stuff you're getting up to during the days? Like how what are the days looking like for you? Yeah, sure. We so we've homeschooled uh all along. We've used some public school um kind of co-op resources for th- for kids at different ages. So uh a couple of our kids have been doing that, which is now canceled, so they're all home. Our oldest uh is in college, I think you call it university. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uni. Um, so she's she's moved home. Uh, so she's living with us. We have a we have like kind of an apartment, a, a bedroom, and bathroom in our basement that we've rented out to various people who've uh, been a part of our church family over the years. And uh, but now our oldest daughter is living there. So um, and then yeah, so we have two two girls and then four boys and. Uh, so our days are a mix of homeschooling, uh, particularly with the younger kids, with the boys. Um, and then, uh, you know, a lot of that's online. So the kids are on their computers doing their stuff during the day and then trying to manage a two-year-old in the midst of all of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty wild. Hey, so you, if you homeschooled, like, were you kind of ready for this? Like, <laughs> were you prepared in some way that maybe other people yeah, weren't? I would say yes. I think there's some, um, uh, you know, there's... In that sense, some of our normal daily rhythms haven't changed. Uh, right. This, you know, it just feels like, oh, the kids are home a little bit more than they used to be. Uh, I think what has changed is all of the extracurricular stuff that they're not doing. So it means that they're home all the time. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. different, uh, very different than where we've been. So um, I, I would say in some ways, yeah, prepared for it uh, in other ways, Um yeah, nobody's prepared for uh, everybody having to be there at all, all times. In fact, uh, there's there's a family in our church that have two kids that are both in high school, and uh, the younger girl, the daughter, said, um, "Man, we need we really need to pray for the hearts because I'm pretty sure the only way they survive is that they're not all there at the same time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's one of my daughters, so she's over enough to know that, like, yeah, there's a lot going on in our little house uh, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, if you just start to count the number of like lanes of communication uh, with eight people, uh, there's literally thousands of lanes of communication uh, happening yeah, right. at any given moment. Wow. And so the, the potential for collision uh, is pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's parenting look like for you at the moment? Like how you must be. You must be learning a lot maybe with uh, managing all of this stuff at home, managing that many lines of communication and just figuring out how to be family at a time like this. 
yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think, um, yeah, there's a number of things. I think more than anything, it's, it's maybe principles that we've, uh, learned over the years that we're just having to hold, uh, hold to with greater, um, intention maybe mm-hmm. because of the increased pressure. Uh, so like one of, one of the things that we've, Jamie and I have always, uh, tried to live into is to really try to em- embrace the reality rather than try to live in the ideal. Um, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of, uh, you know, even, even our friends who don't homeschool, who are now having to figure out homeschooling, um, you know, they, they, uh, they're aiming for things that are just pretty unrealistic. Uh, okay. you know, to, to go from, uh, not, not educating your kids at home at all to being completely responsible for your kids' education at home, uh, and thinking that you can just kind of make that transition in a week. Uh, it, that, that's, it's not really possible. I mean, we've been, we've been working at, uh, homeschooling for 18 years uh, and every year we're like we're, we're revamping it and we're refocusing it and we're uh, we're trying to get away from lofty ideals uh, like if yeah. you, go on, you go online and look at like homeschooling resources uh, you will very quickly feel overwhelmed because uh, you begin to feel as though you're supposed to do it all uh, yeah so for us it, at over 18 years of doing this we just have tried to f- say like okay what's What's realistic in terms of homeschooling? Uh, what can we realistically expect for our kids to do? Um, you know, our kids are smart, but they're not all like uh, reading the classics at age seven. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get into some of this stuff, the trivium, and your kids need to learn Latin by the time they're eleven, and you know, some of that <laughs> stuff feels like, come on, people. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, for us, it's it, a lot of it. And that, and that goes to relationships too. Like, I mean, we would love for all of our kids to honor one another and care for each other and be best friends and, uh, see what needs to be done in the house and serve and, uh, without being asked and, you know, and that's, uh, they're, they're kids. They're, uh, very far from perfect. They are sinners. We also are sinners. Uh, and so there's just, there's a lot of weakness and a lot of grace that's needed. and uh, you know, we want to aim for like what's good enough, uh, rather than like what's the best or the perfect all the time. Yeah. Right. And so how, how are you doing that? Like, how are you kind of making sure that you're not kind of putting too much pressure on things at home? Like, are there things you've got in place, um, that help you with that? Like, are you even just like the way that you check in together, you know, like how are you, um, kind of parenting at a time like this to make sure you don't do those stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, uh, is just Jamie and I and our own hearts, um, uh, making sure that what we're, uh, what we're hoping to see happen and, and also like what we're responding to is, uh, realistic rather than, uh, the ideal, you know, so it's easy to, for us to get frustrated or angry or, impatient with kids or respond harshly with kids when they're not doing what we think they ought to be doing. Um, but oftentimes that that's just because we have an ideal of what they ought to be doing and they're not doing it. Uh, and so we're reacting to kind of the gap between the ideal and the, and the reality, uh, rather than like seeing, uh, you know, that maybe 80% of the time they actually are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but the thing that we focus in on is the 20% of the time that they're not, uh, and so yeah. we're that and we're focused on that and so 
honestly, a lot of what Jamie and I do together is we try to step back. We try to get a bigger picture. We try to say like, you know, is our frustration uh, or disappointment with how they're treating each other, for example, is that uh, because there's like some serious significant patterns of, uh, yeah, just relational brokenness that needs to be addressed or is, is in general that they're, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, but this one area tends to be a place where they struggle. So how do we help them? Uh, Does that make sense? That's a very different question. How do we come alongside of our kids rather than how do we correct them? Uh, How do we see um, that they're frustrated too? Uh, They're trying to do school in the middle of uh, a very different reality with, you know, all the kids home at once. And, and they're trying to navigate their relationships with one another in a way that they haven't had to previously. So, does that make sense? It's a lot easier to yeah. just be frustrated because it, everybody's not always getting along rather than uh, try to uh, see what's really there and, and come alongside of our kids to help. So but yeah, that just starts in my own, <laughs> my, my own heart and my own reflections and Jamie and I really helping each other not yeah. try to be the ideal. Well, and that's what I'm hearing as you, as you're talking is, you, you know, um, that you guys sound like you and Jamie, your wife, like you sound like you um, are checking in regularly. Like, um, have you got habits built around that that actually help you at a time like this? Um, yeah. So uh, we typically try to get, um, you know, when I get home in the afternoon, try to squeeze in a, a walk together. Uh, and we've been probably more intentional with that in the last couple of weeks. Um, so while, and and you've continued that on while you're in isolation, like just yep. you two go off for a walk? Yep. Yeah. We put the baby in the stroller, um, which he <laughs> protests about, uh, but we lock him in anyway. And, uh, we walk and we talk. And, uh, yeah. I mean, for Jamie, it's a lot of, uh, opportunity to kind of download, uh, everything that happened during the day at home with homeschooling. And then, uh, for me to try to, uh, come alongside in both care and then partnership, like, okay, what adjustments need to be made and, um, uh, you know, Sometimes it's just me giving her some perspective on, well, yeah, that kid was really hard today, but here's maybe some things that were going on with that kid and uh, try to, yeah, just, yeah, stay on the same page and process together. Mm. I think maybe a a big piece is like, uh, it's really easy to, especially when you've got that many kids (laughs) and that much stuff going on, uh, they could easily consume our our, our every moment. So yeah, carving out time for a 30 minute walk through the neighborhood where we can just connect and talk has been significant i'd say yeah yeah that's great that's really great yeah and then Um, you know taking turns too like um you know i'll get home and and i'll go for a run or workout or whatever and then i'll take you know care of the baby and kind of make dinner or do whatever needs to be done so that she can do kind of her own self-care stuff uh do yoga and uh, you know, read or whatever she needs to do after a day full of managing children. So I think that's probably part of that state on the same team thing. Yeah. You guys sound like you're really intentional, like like the way that you're describing how you parent and how you, how you operate as a husband and wife team, you know, like you sound like you're really intentional, like you've got space that you carve out. You, well, what I'm hearing is uh, – not so much reacting in the moment and more kind of like, you know, where you're at. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yep. How, yeah. Yeah. And I'd say that like maybe the other piece to that is like, um, just the, the priority of, uh, well, I guess two things, one being like, 
our number one priority is our relationship with each other and with our kids uh, as far as what goes on in our home. And so like all of the education things or the activities or all of that is sort of in our mind secondary to uh, how are we loving and honoring and caring for one another? And, and then how are we shepherding our kids toward that end? Uh, mm. but, but again, that a lot of that comes out of uh, how do we fix things well after we've broken them? Right. So, so le- less like, are, are we all getting along and more like, Hey, how do we, how do we handle when we don't get along or how do we, uh, how do we apologize? You know, like on probably the first week when all of this started to shift and I felt a ton of like kind of just scattered in my mind and heart and pressure to try to lead our church well. And, uh, there was one night where I just, I just lost it. Like I just lost it on the boys. They weren't listening. And I just <laughs> kind of exploded and, and I had to step out of the room. Jamie had to like take over, uh, just because it was like, Oh man, not good. Uh, but the next morning, especially with the, the, the son who was the biggest perpetrator, uh, first thing in the morning, we, you know, looked each other in the eyes and I told him that I was sorry for uh, losing my temper and, uh, asked for his forgiveness. And, you know, he didn't like, uh, take responsibility for all the things that he did in the midst of it, uh, very well either. But, uh, for me, it was just that moment of, uh, of repair, uh, the moment of like mm. owning the mess that I had made, uh, and making sure that we kind of, to the best of our abilities, restored relationship. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think those are like, for us, those are the, those are the priorities being intentional about relationship and then being really intentional in particular about, uh, restoring relationship after it's been broken. Yeah, that's great. That's really encouraging to hear. And also even just the humility as a dad to do something like that, you know, to come and say, hey, I'm sorry for what I just did. Um, yeah, that's really encouraging to hear that. Yeah, and I, I would say like for a Christian parent who's wanting to disciple their kids in the gospel, uh, I, I mean, central to the gospel is uh, the confession that I am wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like... I mean, we can talk all day long about, you know, praying with our kids or, or reading the Bible with our kids or helping our kids to understand uh, theology or whatever, but, but what is their experience of what Jesus does in, in us as parents? Like, do they experience us as people who are quick to apologize and take responsibility because we know we don't need right. to be right, we don't need to justify ourselves, we're, uh, we're okay to say, hey, I was wrong here and I shouldn't have done this without excuse, uh, without needing to, like point fingers at them or shift blame, but just to say, Hey, it was wrong for me to get angry with you. Will you please forgive me? Uh, Yeah. I I think ironically that actually builds trust for them, not only in us as parents, but also in Jesus. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, I'm really encouraged hearing you say that you've been parenting a lot longer than I have. And I feel like that that's something that, um, you know, I can learn from and, and, and hearing how, central that is for you and modeling um your faith in particular to your own family i think that's a really great thing yeah yeah that's great we we have lots of opportunities to uh, apologize as parents (laughs) that is one thing that jamie and i are really good at is creating opportunities for us to apologize (laughs) oh that's good that's good well, I just tried to give you a compliment, but that's good. You brought us down to earth. That's really good. <laughs> uh, well, if all of this isolation stuff ended tomorrow, is there anything you would want to keep doing that you've that you've figured out during this time? I think one thing that I've really enjoyed uh, is be- 
because we're not running kids around to various activities, uh, there's a there's more margin. Like last night, we built a little fire in the backyard in the fire pit and sat around it for an hour or so, uh, which you know we would do maybe on a weekend, uh, but to do that on a Tuesday night, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet because typically, yeah, Tuesday night I would be picking up a kid from soccer practice at eight 30 and dropping, you know, picking one up from driver's ed, you know, like they, we just would be running around and trying to kind of manage life. So uh, yeah, if there would be a way for us to carve out uh, a little more margin for the conversations that happen when you don't have anything else planned, uh, I'd like to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's really great. Well, Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for the chat we've been able to have. Really appreciate it. You bet. Yeah. Here's my reflections from today. Someone wrote in asking about parenting together. How do you do this as a team? Uh, So this isn't one for the single parents out there, and I'm sorry about that, but it's an important thing to talk about nonetheless. And I also think it's something that's really hard to talk about in a short space of time, but... One key that I would suggest is communication and carving out time for your own relationship, whatever that looks like. Now, by prioritizing your own relationship, you actually help each other become better parents. You help each other as individuals grow and provide not just the structure that you need to parent well, but you're giving your kids, I think, a model of you know how you're teaching them to treat, interact, and care about other people, right? Now, since all this isolation stuff has gone down. One of the things that's actually made me really enjoy the increased time at home with my family is Amy, my wife, and I start each day with a coffee and read a little devotional book together. It's not a big thing. Sometimes it's just 10 minutes. Sometimes we enjoy the chat so it goes for 45 or an hour or something like that. But more than anything, that prepares me for the day ahead. Knowing I've got her support and knowing we can share our concerns, we can care for each other and and go into the day as a team is a game changer. Now, that's not something that has come naturally to us as a couple and something that I'm really glad we've persisted with trying out and and figuring out, um, you know, over all sorts of ways of having a go at it. I'm really glad because it's fantastic. Steve mentioned in the interview today that, you know, they've got six kids and after 20 years of parenting, they prioritize things like getting out for a walk together because they need to care for each other and to download and digest the day and what's been happening. I loved hearing that because it's encouraging to me um, to keep you know, pursuing down this line that a significant amount of parenting actually happens away from the kids it, by investing in yourself and investing in each other as a couple. Uh, they're actually helping one another become you know, better parents by caring for each other. This is what I'm learning as a parent. How about you? Thanks for listening, guys. I'd love to hear your feedback, comments, questions, anything you want to say. You can get in touch with us at our Facebook page to search for The Church Next Door or via the contact section on our website. Or try us on Instagram at The Church Next Door, Mel. That's M-E-L-B. We'd love to hear from you. See ya! Ladies and gentlemen, This compass comes from the church next door.